What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kev and Josh. The Hounds were the first team to clinch a playoff spot in the USL Championship this year, and that deserves some celebration. Let's go! So in addition to it, let's go. Josh, go ahead. So Josh has a victory beverage. I too have a victory beverage. I have no idea if this is going to make any sound. I am drinking Strongbow out of a bottle. So let's wait. All right. I mean, you could hear the bottle being open. That's good. Okay. Now I just have to make sure I don't step on the bottle cap. That's now like precariously <laughs> faced upwards on the floor at my feet. So that's going to happen. Kevin, what are you drinking tonight? Just, just your classic water. A, your mason a, jar full of water. My mason jar full of water. It could be that's, moonshine. That's what I, when I see that. With a I am liquid, in Tennessee. I yeah. yeah. I, yeah I've, this is true. I've, I've had, I've had the commercialized, which I don't really understand. Um, there are like, especially around the Smoky Mountains, you know, in like Pigeon Forge and Sevierville, they have these like moonshine places. It's like, doesn't that defeat the purpose, right? Like the whole point of moonshine is like. It's made out of a bathtub in the backwoods or something. I mean, I, okay, that's not the purpose. I'm probably way, you know, painting with a very broad brush. But it's supposed to be that it's like, you know, kind of homemade batch kind of stuff, not like commercialized where you can just rock up to the store and just get it. Yeah, I consider moonshine DIY. Like it, yeah. does, it can't be something that's like mass produced. Yeah. yeah. I, I always associated it with being like, not illegal, but just kind of like it's like like you kept it on the down low. Like if you knew somebody, they would make it. And get, there's literally a place out in Ligonier now. It used to be like our favorite pizza place. They moved into town, and now there's a moonshine joint just on Seven Eleven. I was like, oh, okay, so I'll have to pop in there and see what that's all about. Um, speaking of, you know, what it's all about, guys. The three of us have not been on a show together for like over a month now. It's been a while, so it's kind of fun that we're here and there's actually no game to talk about uh we just have to talk about uh you know the fact that the hounds were the first team to clinch the playoffs but kev what's uh what's been going on with you nothing just uh normal stuff uh i have nothing to report oh well i mean i have i have stupid like seinfeld -y type things to report that like you know what just, does that mean like okay so like there's a whole debacle like i, I went to go replace my like shower head but that's not an interesting story like the the, the punchline is even though i don't know the pipe measures three quarters of an inch apparently all the connectors connected half an inch people um so you know everything's pretty standardized if you go to like a home improvement store and just get a shower head they're all gonna fit nine times out of ten i didn't know that I was standing there for an hour. Like, I was like, well, it says like three quarters of an inch on my, like, <laughs> but like I measured it, it says three quarters of an inch, and then everything's a half inch. And she's like, nah, it's like half an inch. I was like, what? Anyway, she's like, listen here, protractor, just take this and go back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I, I've been, uh, I find myself often sort of lost in the world of YouTube shorts uh, recently. And so for some reason, Dave Chappelle stand up keeps coming up. And there was one about how, he sometimes will start with a punchline. He has literally a fishbowl of punchlines that he'll start with, like reach in and grab one and out it comes. So you starting with the punchline, unfortunately did not make the lead up any better, but uh, thanks Mike. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, YouTube shorts. How do you watch YouTube shorts? Like, do you have them on your phone? Yeah. So, um, so it's basically TikTok, but YouTube. It's basically, it's basically TikTok. Yeah. 
every app is the same app now. Yes, it is. I don't know if you know this, but it's it, just like Instagram. What, what do they call them on Instagram? Reels. Reels. Yeah, they're all the same. But the, the, they all also try to mimic the other feature the other one has. So like you mm-hmm. can watch long form videos sideways on TikTok now, which is a YouTube video. It's YouTube. Yeah. Something like it's like TikTok's YouTube, YouTube's TikTok. Yeah, I found. But TikTok has a feature that I wouldn't mind in, in YouTube shorts where well, I just learned the other day, like on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but Riley does. And if you like long press like the left or left right side of the screen at like double speed double speed oh that's sweet like i wish youtube shorts did that and they don't. So, i mean youtube lets you do double time on their videos right but you have to like right click and like go right. double or something like that yeah, so you want to double speed a five second video they're like a minute has our attention span really are like a minute mike. <laughs> come on yeah i got things to do mike like watch yeah. seventy five thousand more tiktoks before the day's <laughs> out and that's not going to happen on its own <laughs> Oh man, yeah. What else has been going on? I, my guys are back to school. Uh, that's part of the reason why I wasn't here last week. We had a soccer game, but being as today is Labor Day, spoiler alert for those of you who just listen and don't watch. Um, no game tonight. So I think next week we don't have a game either. So I should be around. I hope. Maybe we'll see. Fingers crossed. But basically, now through October, my uh, my. My availability will be more spotty, unfortunately, just because of high school games. And, um, you know, for those of you, I think I mentioned this the last time I was on like a month ago, uh, because of my son, he broke his tibia last year playing. So now my wife and I have both said that at least one of us has to be at every one of his games just in case something happens. Then we're there to rush him off to the hospital, which feels both very paranoid um, and justified. So... That's kind of the space that I'm living in right now is paranoid and justified. I have an important question. Have you had a beard for a while now? I really wanted to get onto that. I really wanted to talk about the beard. Yeah, uh, Apparently, it's really talking hard about work Josh. Like, beard. I, I yeah. don't remember you having a beard last time we talked, and it's only been like a month. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I don't know. Maybe That's like a, a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the beard, the, it's, I don't even know if I would call it a beard. I don't know what it is. It's the transitional phase, maybe, if I'm, I, but I don't even know what that means. So it's more of a beard than Kevin. See, I said Kevin, not Kev. Has yeah, I heard. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's not the same it, beard. It's about the same beard, if I'm being it honest. It just yeah. is his lighter color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Kev, let's be real here. Does no literally nobody else calls you Kev? <laughs> no. It's no. just me. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just like this podcast and like maybe dad, but like that's it. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm I'm I need to like say Kevin, but like emphasis that mm, just <laughs> like <laughs> you can yeah. shorten his name the other way around. Yeah. In it just mm, hey in, in. yeah, yeah. yeah. your yeah. nickname talk about in. short short attention spans. I mean, well, I mean, like, look, my my son's name is is technically Benjamin, and most people short it to Ben, but sometimes we'll call him Jammin. So I could just call you In instead Jammin's of Kev. A cool nickname. You know, usually yeah. I let people do what they want, but I'm gonna veto that one. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with nicknames; you don't have a say. We decide for you. Keep it up, Mike. Just see what Keep I <laughs> keep it up (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, those people turning in to hear about the house are like what the hell is this um no clue what's going on no clue what's going on josh anything new with you guys i know you you uh took a mini trip it sounded like the mini trip went well anything else going on this week no no just got done uh hanging out with our friends our 
godson's grandparents. That that made sense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, had dinner with them or uh, brunch with them. Indian food. It was fantastic. Loved every minute of it. I and uh, yeah, that that's the highlight of my week, really. <laughs> I'll say um, I don't know. I don't know where you got your Indian food from, but um, I was back in that. It was like a couple of months ago uh, when I was back in Pittsburgh for like a very, very brief amount of time. Um, we were hanging out with my um, my in-law at my in-laws place and we got Indian food takeout from that Penn Hills joint. Um, what it's called like Udupi or something. Oh yeah, the one that we used to drive past down off of Jefferson Road. So good, really, really good. Yeah, I I loved it. And like you know, my in laws they don't they don't even like Indian food that much, and they loved it. Um, so yeah, I we never I never ate it when I was in Pittsburgh, and then I come back, and that was the first time I had it, and it was. Oh, so good. We yeah, this was traditional homemade Indian food because her better. family's Indian, so it was fantastic. Nice homemade Indian food. Kev, that place that you're talking about, we literally drove past it every single week to go to church. And there's a coworker of mine that at one point they were like, oh, you know, where'd you grow up? And I was like, oh, Penn Hills. And they were like, oh, yeah, we went to this place like all the time. I was like, uh, what? Like, because no idea. It was, yeah, so legit. Really good. Yeah. So if you're in the area, people. And I, I feel like it is important to bring up uh, for Liz that she also made a crap ton of homemade pickles canning pickles so like our fridge right now is literally like the bottom shelf is nothing but mason jars full of pickles that's awesome um because she made a whole bunch for like friends who uh put in orders for pickles so she spent all day i think sunday just that earlier like 18 jars sense. yeah 18 jars now i feel like i'm having a conversation with like ghostwriter because i know she's watching and she can leave notes in the comments but like i'm not <laughs> actually talking to her now i want to know like are the pickles flavored is it just like straight pickles is it dill it's, it's dill okay yeah just traditional dill pickles uh she has a recipe that she's been using for a while now and uh yeah they always turn out great so awesome i'm a little bit upset because she bought enough just to cover the orders and she's like well we have pickles downstairs i'm like yeah but these are new pickles you just made like, i, <laughs> I want to like be able to like test these pickles so yeah she's getting another smaller order <laughs> so we, she can make new pickles so but, is this like is this like a new side hustle for you guys no no it's it's literally like just close like friends, friends. And family it's yeah. like hey who wants me to buy extra pickles and then somehow this turned into who wants me to buy extra pickles slash oh i just bought enough for everyone not for us I'm like nice yeah cool okay <laughs> um well, guys, I mean, I could I could spend the whole show catching up, but I'm sure that the listeners are like, just get on with it. So the Hounds are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. Tampa also clinched a playoff spot, but we were the first one to get that X next to our name. Speaking of, I'm going to diverge again. Um, I know that we were like, drop Twitter like it's hot garbage. And now it seems like just everybody's back on Twitter and hasn't been using threads. Is it just me or Josh? I'm going to like turn to you here. What are we doing? I mean, honestly, I feel like everyone has threads waiting in the background right now because everyone's main accounts. Everyone will post irregularly on threads. Uh, I know as a steel army, we have one person posts on threads and one person posts on X. So we're just kind of like deciding, you know, wherever the interactions are go to uh, same thing. Like, but right now it's kind of feels just like another platform like Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, you can post over there too. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like, 
there's not really a difference anymore as far as like like what each one does. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I I think I'm leaning more towards I'd prefer threads, but also like all of the action feels like it's on Twitter. And so soccer action, especially like soccer I, action. Yes, yeah, I yeah. feel like if you want soccer, uh, you know, social media as far as like the soccer wars and the, you know, <laughs> the drama, it's still on thread. I mean, it's still on uh, Twitter. It's on Twitter. Yeah. Or X or whatever the hell we're calling it. This is like the worst. Like, so I my job is I, I design user experiences like UX and having a site that is called X, but the URL is twitter.com and everyone it's, this is the worst thing for everybody. Like Elon is just an idiot. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. The hound's got the first X in front of their names. Um, Carl Krauser, if anyone remembers that reference from a uh, pit basketball, I'm old. Uh, and so Tampa also got in. We are the only two teams that have clinched playoff spots thus far. I think last time I was on the show, Kev, you and I talked a little bit about, at the time I was calling it the fan shield, or it's really a supporter shield. Technically, the league calls it the player's shield, which is dumb. Just call it a supporter shield like everybody else. But um, we only have six games left. I figured we could spend a little bit of time this evening just sort of talking about now that we have clinched a spot, what are the odds that we're going to finish first in the East? What are the odds that we're going to finish first in the league? and actually maybe get some hardware here before the playoffs even start. So, gentlemen, I put together a few graphics. We'll go ahead and talk about the first one. For those of you listening, we'll try to muddle our way through it. But essentially, there are five teams. Last time I was on, we talked about these five teams, including us, that uh, I sort of see, this is my personal discretion, as having the best shot at coming in first place in the league. Uh, it's basically us, Sac Republic, the Rowdies, the Battery, and San Antonio. San Antonio did not help themselves at all last night, losing to Tulsa, one nothing. So basically, San Antonio has the hardest path to get there. They have 49 points, so two points back from us. Their remaining six games are all against playoff teams, so they don't have an easy path through. They have no games left against non-playoff teams. Um, still, only two points back on us, but not the easiest path. Both us and Sac Republic have sort of if you're looking just based on the competition the clearest path to the top spot in the league right now we're both sitting on 51 points um we we have the same number of games left actually all of the teams have the same number of games left except for tampa tampa has to play two more games than the rest of us but uh between us and sac republic we also only have to face two more playoff teams and four non-playoff teams so if you're just basing it off of the strength of schedule our strength of schedule is the same so it's really going to come down to the wire in terms of do we win it? The Sac Republic win it? Who wins it? We also have to play the Rowdies. The Rowdies are one of our playoff teams that we have to face. You guys talked about this a little bit last week where that game is going to be a massive game in terms of a six-point swing. Could determine who ends up first place in the East. Uh, you know, could, could, could really do some damage there. So we'll talk about that game in a little bit once we get there. Um, yeah, I really you know, just thinking about the tiebreaker, which I know it's six games out. It's way too early to be thinking about tiebreakers. I have no idea what the tiebreaker is for the support for the player shield. Uh, I tried looking through the USL rule books today. There's nothing in there about tiebreakers. I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll be head to head. Well, we drew nil nil with Sac Republic um, when we played them back in May. So no I mean, idea. 
there kind of is because the league standings has tiebreakers. So I figure that would be the same, right? So like the first one is head to head points earned in regular season league games. The second one is goal differential in head to head matches. And then the third one is points per game versus in conference opponents in regular season league games. So maybe that's it. I don't know. So, I mean, I feel like that would, because that tells you where you're at in the table. And so if that's where you're at in the table, the League Cup, or not the League Cup, but I mean, the Sporters Shield is whoever is in first place in the league. So if that decides what your t- position in the table is, then that should be also that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're standing at this point, guys. Looking at this chart, right, with us currently sitting in first place, We've only got two playoff teams left to play for non-playoff teams. Realistically, do you think we get this done, Kev? Do you think that we we get the the player shield? Player shield? I think it's... I mean, I wouldn't put anything over like a 50% chance. Um, I think player shield is obviously, I think, less likely than finishing first in the East. Um I don't know. I put her. I'd put her chances at like player shield at like twenty percent, twenty five percent. So it's like it's not terrible, um, but I don't know. I because I, I really think, weirdly enough, I think we have. I think we if we finish first in the East, then I almost think that we can get the player shield. Um, but I think I, Tampa and Charleston, I put them right next to us. Even though I I, I see the graphic that you're putting on, I, I understand your logic, but. I don't know. I mean, with with the games in hand that Tampa has on us and that they get to play us at home. Um, and on top of that, I don't know. I, just, I, I think Charleston's, even though it's like three and three versus two and four, if you look at some of their games and you know their home games versus their away games against their opposition, it's not like they're playing, you know, Tampa or, or even Louisville. They're playing playoff teams that are like closer to the borderline. So I don't know. I think I think it's going to be really tight and between us, Tampa and Charleston. And so just that alone, I think, makes me kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's all going to shake out for the player shield, but it's, you know, we, we definitely have a shot. And this is a very non-scientific approach to this. You mentioned playing some of the players or some of the teams that are closer to the playoff line. And you could argue that those games might actually be more difficult than the games where the teams are already kind of in a spot and they know where they're at and it's fine. You also get into the position where are teams battling for home playoff spot or not? You know, how's that going to shake out? So there's all sorts of things that come into play. This is a very non-scientific approach to trying to figure out where might we went, end up. Josh, looking at this graphic and uh, sort of looking through the teams, Sac Republic, Rowdies, Battery, San Antonio, what are you, wh- what's your immediate thought? How are you feeling about this? Um, It's very similar to what Kevin said. Like with the fact that we are, when it comes to uh, Sac Republic, like I feel like that is a very different, conference like the the west is a lot different Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for me to really get a feel on if their schedule is actually a lot easier than ours or like the the difference in quality there because like if i'm remembering right sac public has 51 points san antonio has 49 so it's not like that big of a difference compared to where we're at as far as teams nipping out their heels because i was i was thinking that there was a bigger drop off 
Uh, the second team has 46 points. Our second team has 49 points. Okay, so it's it's a bit of a drop-off for them, but not as, as much. But overall, I do feel more comfortable saying that I think we can finish first in the East. Um, I think that, especially with the fact that the Rowdies are one of the teams we play, so we kind of hold, you know, our the cards in our favor as far as, like, we, we hold our... Uh, um, in our hands, our own destiny is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. There's that's the phrase. So uh I, I do feel like it's a, a pretty good possibility that we could finish first in the east. It's just so hard with the west coast. Like I don't know what's gonna happen over there. So I hate it because I feel like this is what happened last time where it's like, hey, we finished first in the east, and but we didn't play any west coast teams, but there is no such thing as like a, a conference, like a division, like just the east coast first place and the west coast first place. They combine the point or the tables at the end of the season, even though we didn't play each other at all. So this season, at least we played West coast team. So it feels a little bit more fair. Um, yeah, I, I do. I I wouldn't be surprised if we do get it though. Like it's it just, it's so unknown with the West coast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know <clears throat> prior to this season, I, I was sort of pushing for, there should be an Eastern conference like, shield or something in a western conference shield but did the league make those less relevant by saying everybody plays everybody at least once maybe i don't know josh what are your thoughts on that if it's less relevant or what do you mean exactly do you think there should be like an eastern conference shield in a western conference shield or you think it should just be one for the whole league still the fact that we do play Western Conference teams, it makes me feel much more comfortable saying that it, it it's okay to have one table, uh, the East and the West uh, for the for the Shield. It, it's it was only when there was like no cross pollination at all as far as play goes and points goes uh, that I felt like it should have been separate. But now that there actually are teams playing each other, it's not bound schedule, so it still feels a little bit hackney. Like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean as it doesn't show true talent if. You know, people like to say that all oh, the West Coast teams are a lot harder. Well, if that's the case, then like it kind of sucks for them if the East Coast team wins just because they played easier opponents throughout the whole season than the West Coast. And, you know, you just don't know how that shakes out. Kev, what's your stance on things? Does this whole, you know, player shield thing, does it matter? Yeah, for sure. I think, I, I mean, I want to win it for sure. But I, I think at the end of the day, I, it's it's more clear and tangible and in our hands if we say we were top of the east this season um and that just that feels more in control and that feels more somewhat legitimate you're not banking on strength of conferences you're not banking on a west coast team having a great season or it being very top heavy in the west Con- or like bottom heavy like top heavy as far as like the distribution of talent across the conference or whatever so um to me yeah i mean if, First thing is, is always trying to finish top, top of the East um, and then kind of let the chips fall where they may. I'd, I'd love I'd love to be, you know, finished with the most points at the end of the season. I think it'd be great. I don't think we, I don't think it's that uh, that's not happened since we've been recording. Right. No, no, yeah. we've been top of the East. We have not been the play. We have not gotten the player shield or whatever they want to call it. Um, let me ask you this real quick considering sort of the uh, appreciation of the European format. If we were to get the player shield, do do you, what do you rate more highly, the player shield or the USL Championship Cup thing that you win by the end of the playoffs? Uh, it's still playoffs for me. 
I mean, just, I don't know, just because that's what is kind of like historically sanctioned by the league. You know what I mean? It's like, this is how we As determine. you make the well, sign of the cross. You know, like, that's sanctioned like, by the league. Exactly. Like <laughs> ordained from a higher power, i.e. guys in boardrooms deciding what's appropriate or whatever for a league. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm because I, I also let's put it this way. Like if we finish with the with the player shield, and then go out in the first round of the playoffs. I'm not gonna be like, it doesn't matter. Like we were the best. Like and we got the most important thing. Like I don't. That's that's doesn't. Unless I'm arguing with someone on X uh, that because <laughs> I know that will piss them off. So yeah. I, I will say that on on that's on social true. media just to you know make some people upset. But uh, <laughs> Good point. Good point. I, for myself, I feel like if it was a balanced schedule between East and West, I would feel much more comfortable being like this is a huge huge deal and like not to take anything away from whoever wins it this season like i i do think it's a good thing to have and like a cool honor and like you should be proud of it like that's that's a huge you know yeah. achievement but it's it's the fact that it's not a bound schedule it makes it a little bit more like at least the playoffs like yeah that's also kind of like a crapshoot and it's like whoever's hot at the right moment and one bad game you're out and so it's very unforgiving but it's it's still the way it's always been as far as u.s sports and and it has like a meaning there and the fact that we haven't won it ever as an organization like right now that's still like a big chip on our shoulders like we we want that victory and so the cup means a whole bunch to this team to this club well and just and as josh kind of laid it out there too like i don't know it's it's more difficult to to go through round after round playoffs and win Is because it? i don't know about more difficult it's a i feel like it's less scientific result of like who's actually the best team i feel like it's a little bit more of a more punk game where it's just like well Let's just see who what happens. Like that's you have my, to be very lucky to get that. To well, that's my point. It's why it's more difficult. It's because like okay, anything can kind of happen on that night, right? Like it, you kind of need. It's not just you're not taking a, a whole body of work and assessing it. It's look, you have like what couple. You have a few one-off games, and if you have a bad night, you're done. Sorry. Whereas, whereas if an entire regular season, if you have a bad night, fine. That's one game out of you know 37, 36 or whatever. Um, so you're not playoffs, arguing that the the winning the championship is proof that the, you're a better team. You're arguing that it is a a bigger achievement just because of the fact that it is so unpredictable. Yes. Yeah. I I I could I can even get behind. I don't I don't know if you were making this argument, but I could get behind the argument saying whoever wins the player shield is kind of no matter what happens in the playoffs, the better team in the USL. But, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, uh, other than the fact that it's not bound schedule for the West or the East, so it's, it, it yeah. makes it a little bit more nebulous there. But I, I do think it is a bigger showing of who has a quality side if you're the top of the league at the end of the season than if you won the championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's you're, you're basically saying, you know, who's the better team over, what is it, what are it, 38 weeks, 40 weeks? I don't even know how many weeks in the season. That's all. A lot of it, I am. Um, versus, no, there's like 34. Something. Versus, who's the better team over five weeks or however long the playoffs are? Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, it feels like the playoffs. You kind of throw everything out the window, and it's just like who's the best team right now versus who was who's been the best team over a long period of time. So, 
34 games in a regular season. By the way. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I obviously, I, I, I want a cup. Like it, it's, it, it all comes down to the fact that we need to win a cup because that is something we have never done. Well, let me ask you this. If, you know, we're walking into Highmark Stadium next season and there's one piece of hardware there. Well, let's just, we'll, we'll look at it this way. If we walk into Highmark Stadium next season and there is a player shield, but not a cup, does that make the 2023 season a failure? I'll, I'll say no matter what happens from here, 2023 season is not a failure. From from the moments and memories we've had from going in the in the Open Cup, from you know having those results having the average attendance that we've had and you know short of losing every single one of our final games here we're gonna finish very close to the top of the eastern conference and then playoffs or playoffs so no i i from here on out i wouldn't say anything is a failure for for the 2023 season i think it's been a really 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 good season josh not a failure disappointment I mean, we, we need that hardware. We so desperately need to get that uh, off our backs. Like we we have to have a trophy. And when I say trophy, I mean a championship. Like uh, I don't mean a supporter shield or a, yeah, whatever. I'm yeah, I'm with Josh on that one too. I think I'm I'm of the mindset if I'm walking in and there's a trophy case and I see the 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 player shield in there, I am just as happy to see the player shield as I am to see the the cup. Like, I think that that's where I'm at at this point. If we got the player shield, but not the cup, I'm still looking at it like that. To me, the player shield is just as big, if not a bigger accomplishment. The cup is icing on the cake. Great. You want a tournament at the end of the season. Good for you. But I Kev, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think that there have been so many highs this season compared to previous seasons. Um, and we've talked about how because of the attendance there are going to be changes to this team and to Highmark and things in the off season, just because there has to be to accommodate the new fans that are here and the growing fan base and the growing desire for soccer. So it's regardless, it's going to be a success, but I think regardless of which piece of hardware, um, I, in my mind, one isn't necessarily better than the other. Like I'm happy with both at this point. So no hardware, Oh man, not that it would, again, I, I wouldn't say that it was a failure, but I'd be a little bit disappointed by not getting something considering how good we I mean, like I, it's not a failure. I would not say a failure, but yeah. it would be a disappointment. And I, I feel like it will always be a disappointment until we have the hardware that we can, you know, look back on. Yeah. I, 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 us, Kev. let's go. I'm Bite. different. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very different from you guys. I, I just, I can't call. I can't call not having tr uh, like hardware at the end of the season at this point. Uh, I just, it, I think it's too hard in a playoff scenario, especially we don't have the track. I mean, we haven't reached the final ever. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. Past the second round ever. Yeah. Exactly. Like so all of a sudden, if we're saying like, ah, oh, if we don't win it, like it's a disappointment. I just feel like, I don't know. That's a little, but that's why it's a disappointment. That's why it matters so much because we haven't ever done it and we are a good side. Like, I don't think anyone would argue that the Hounds are not a good side in the last like five years. Like they are a fantastic side. It's just the fact that we have not ever gone the distance. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't gone the distance is the 
the goal at this point. We have to go the distance. And until that happens, I can't help but be disappointed in our season. Like, even though you're right, like this season has already been fantastic. We have some fantastic memories as far as like winning against the crew at home. Like that will be one of the highlights of my memories forever for the hounds. Like I have it framed behind me right now. Like, like yeah. it means a lot and it was fantastic, but not having ever won a, a trophy, having no stars above our crest matters. Kev, I, we've we've talked about for years now that the benchmark has always been, are you better than Louisville? Mm-hmm. I think that even if we finish top of the East, I think even if we finish and we get the player shield, you win the cup. I think all of those thoughts of Louisville completely go out the window because it, it's almost like a clean slate. Like we we were the best team. We are the best team. We... I think you need to do it season after season. I think, I, I, and I think this season would be is a step in the right direction. Even if we don't win the cup, if we finish above Louisville, and I, to be honest, I think it's a little bit of we as a club have been taking small step forwards consistently over the past, you know, three four seasons, and I think Louisville has taken small steps back, maybe this season in particular, and those two things overlap, and we get the result that we see. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Let me say this. We fin- say we finish top of the league and we win the cup at the end of the season. You mean to tell me the first I, I'm I'm never coming back on the podcast again. Well, I'm just saying know, just we, um... next season we walk in is the first thing you're gonna say, like, oh, we still gotta beat Louisville. Like, no, at that point you're like, we won it all. Like we're the team to beat. Let's nah. look at how we're doing this and nah. you know, we're I'm, adding to I'm the still... stands. We're focused on us, not on no, them. I'm still saying minimum we gotta we gotta beat we, we gotta finish above Louisville. Because Lu- I'm sorry, Louisville set the gold standard for me for so long. They set the bar for what quality looks like, not even just as a as a squad, but as a club. Okay, as so far at- we're we're getting into this. So currently Louisville are on 43 points. We're on 51 points. We have we've played one more game than them. Let's say that things shake out and let's say that we finish above Louisville in the standings this year. How many years do we need to finish above Louisville in the standings to make them become a Indy 11 in your mind in terms of how much you focus on them and how much you worry about them? Um Unless they fall off and they're consistently like finishing fifth and sixth in the East. Um, So if they do that and if we finish above them for three or four seasons in a row, then I'll be like, okay, that's in the rearview mirror. And we can kind of remember that as a fond memory. I, but I almost get the sense that that's not going to happen. And and season in season out, it's going to be now look, I mean, Tampa, I think Tampa has been making a good case and has mm-hmm. has been putting in performances season after season where they're in the conversation now as far as like Eastern Conference royalty. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Charleston. But um I I, I get the sense that they're all Louisville are all gonna be always gonna be near the top. And I just if something emerges where you get these powerhouse clubs of the East that have, you know, decades of legacy behind them as as far as winning clubs i just i want like we need to be in that conversation we need we need to be in that group of legacy clubs in the east that have a track record of success going back to josh's point winning something would go a hell of a you know long way for for doing that with us um 
so yeah, I don't know. I, I just I I think if you, if you finish above Louisville, things are going really well. It just that's generally how it happens, I think. And so I think that's a, probably just a good barometer to go by. Can you be considered Eastern Conference royalty if you've never made it to an East to a to a USL Championship final? No. Yeah, I don't think you can. Ooh. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why it needs to happen. Uh, And like looking at like their track record for Louisville, I mean, they've been either first or second for like the last five years, uh, except for one time in 2019 when they were fourth. Um, Like that's that's a lot to, you know, try to to live up to as far as uh, for us to be that consistent. Obviously, this year is an off year for them. but even now, I mean, they're in fourth, but there's still some time. Like, they could easily be within the top two or top three. Mm-hmm. Not two. Well, I mean, they're pretty far behind, I guess. They're they're at 43 points, and uh, who is it? Charleston's above them at 49? Yeah. When so. my, I, Mike, you're silently communicating by throwing up this graphic, I think your point, uh, of trying to say, well, look, I mean, look where they are this season, and they're not doing... No, I, that's... I mean, that's Josh not my makes a really good point of just, I mean, they've been killing it these past couple seasons as far as what they've been able to accomplish and in the East and in the USL, like more, more, you know, abroad. So I do want to point out one thing though, even with that said, with them finishing in the Eastern conference first or second, uh, so consistently overall, they have not been in first place overall in the league table since like uh, the sheet I'm looking at goes back to 2017. They haven't gone, gotten first in the uh, entire league ever. Let me, let me ask you this. Kev, you mentioned the idea of Eastern conference royalty. Okay. I kind of like that as a visualization. If you had to pick four teams that you would dub to be Eastern conference royalty. (laughs) No idea. Who would who would be included? I, I'll tell you who might like just sort of looking at the table as it is right now, which includes all of the Eastern well, Conference. Also, teams. remember this is one season. This I is know. One season I'm saying, I'm, like at this point, you have to throw out all teams that have previously been in the East because they're not here right now. We can only we can only play with what we have, and based on the idea of you know we're looking at teams who have successfully done it year after year. They're constantly in playoff contention. When you think of the Eastern Conference, these are the teams that you're worried about before we've even kicked a ball because you know that as an organization, they're going to put out some good team. I think that of the four, you have to consider a top three of Pittsburgh, Louisville, and Tampa Bay in whatever order. I think that consistently over the past few years, we've always been in the playoffs. We've always been a top team that other teams worry about. Outside of that, you could sort of flip in anybody. I think Charleston has done really good this year because they got uh, a new coach who they stole from Memphis. Um, Indy has been up there at times. Birmingham has been up there at times, but otherwise it's hard for me to say who that fourth team would be. I'd love to say the battery just from an old guard shield standpoint and like an original team kind of thing, but they've got to do it more than one season. So I, I don't know. I mean, looking at the table, if you had to pick a top four, is there, first of all, Josh, do you agree with my top three? And is there a clear top four for you? I mean, I, I think you're adding too many teams into such a 
grandiose title like oh. royalty i don't think there should be four teams considered royalty okay so what so how do you define royalty i mean to me that just means that the team consistently over a long period of time has shown quality and I, there's not many teams that have not you know kind of uh boomeranged around in this league uh going from bad to good to bad to good uh Louisville is one of those teams that has been consistently good pretty much since they joined the league. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they really haven't had like a terrible season. This season might be their worst and it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, they're in fourth place. It's not like it's terrible. Um, Tampa is another one that I feel like is probably consistently over to like, they, they haven't really wavered that much. They're, they're usually up there. And mean like in the Lily era, I will say Riverhounds. Obviously, I have been up there, but it's just the fact that we haven't freaking won any yeah. hardware that makes it really hard to be like royalty. Um, but they are always a contender uh, in the modern era. So I'm, so I'm have... selling us short a little bit. I'm not calling us royalty just because we have no jewels. <laughs> so yeah. you're saying it's like two and a half. We get we're at yes. Tampa and Louisville, yeah. and we're kind of the half. Kev, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it, Tampa. I think part of my whole like royalty royalty definition is like you know you kind of have to like exist for more than five years, and and Tampa fits it. You know, Tampa. You know, they've been around for more than five years. That's what, okay. Like, well, they've also existed outside of the USL. Like, they they are a historic team. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they just bought the name. Like well, at that point, it doesn't really <laughs> like I, especially American sports having Beth the Steel name it. means yeah. jack all. Like it, yeah. it just means you bought the name and therefore you are now inheriting that history. Like I, it doesn't. Not the same front office. Not the same players. Not the same coaches. Like it's just completely whole hog. A different organization. That's fair. But Kev, you agree with the two and a half? What? And what? It was Charleston. No, uh, it was it was uh, Louisville, Tampa, Lu and we were the half. Louisville, Tampa, and we were the half. Uh, sure. Tampa, I would almost put Tampa as a half, too. I think Louisville has, has proved it. Um, That's and... legit, because Tampa does not have the, the best record ever. Like, when they joined in, like, 2018, I think? I want to say. I can't 2017, when... yeah. 17, uh, 12th place in 2018, 5th place in 2019, 4th in 2020, 1st in 2021, and 3rd in 2022. And that's conference. That's not overall. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think w us in Tampa need to do it a little bit more. And I, I weirdly enough, I think just because of how long Charleston has been around, I think if Charleston have a couple seasons where they're finishing top three, um i start to consider charleston again too but yeah i like this this is fun I, <laughs> well let me so so just just for kicks just to sort of see what you would think if i asked you for western conference royalty and i don't have a list of western no, conference yeah. teams there's no list of western <laughs> conference teams to pull up is there any team that comes to mind to you right off the bat Sacramento Republic. Yeah, I'm, Sacramento. I'm the same yeah. way. Like, I mean, that's 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 the team that the I team. will think of is Sac Republic. And I'm yeah. sure uh, Western Conference fans would say Louisville. Yeah, for the other league. Yeah, or for the other yeah. conference. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think that's fair. 
So interesting. It, I'm, I'm interested what other people think. So if you have thoughts on this, feel free to let us know on Twitter or X or threads or whatever. What do you think? Is there an Eastern and Western Conference royalty and what teams sort of come to mind? Are the Hounds in that conversation? And if not, what's it going to take for them to get into that conversation? So all, all really interesting stuff. Guys, the, the one other question that I had here before we sort of look at the Hounds' actual remaining schedule and talk just a little bit about the teams that we're going to be playing is the whole golden boot race. And uh, the USL championship site has been awful all day today. I keep trying to pull it up. You might've seen me look at my phone multiple times during this episode, and I did it earlier. And the stats just aren't loading. You go to the page for who's in the golden boot race, and it just says loading, 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 nonstop. We know that Dequa has 14 goals. Here's the question. We have six games left. Does Dequa get to 20 goals? And have a 20 goal season as a hound we have six games left that's one goal a game we know he has a pension for scoring more than one per game so he doesn't have to score in every game but he can get multiples josh does chico get to 20 i'm would it would it be a little bit controversial and say no but i'm gonna caveat that because dequa is not our only goal scorer like we are in a position as the hounds where we are not relying on one player to score all of our goals, despite the worries we've had all season about that being the case and feeling like we were desperate to have Dequa back or we were not going to score. Uh, that has not bored out. And I feel like we do not rely on him for all of our goals. So therefore not all the three balls, not all the crosses go to Dequa because they don't have to. And therefore, he has less opportunities compared to some of these other players that are in the golden uh, boot run who are kind of the one person that scores goals for that team. Are you uh, able to see the stats right now, Josh? I am not. Yeah, I'm not. Because either. they're not loading. So I'm just going off the cuff here. But I I don't feel like Dequa is a linchpin for the Hounds enough to be consistently getting served balls and getting opportunities to score these goals. He has to fight for these goals a lot more on this team than I feel like some other players have to fight for their goals. That's fair. Kev, do you think he gets a 20? No chance. And I don't even think that's controversial. No like, chance. I, like no. not even like a 10% chance. I No. I guess <laughs> go- <laughs> scoring a goal a game over a six game stretch is really difficult. And so it's possible. Of course it is. He's going to get a hat trick against Loudon this week, and you're going to be like, ah, crap. Mike, what, you said he's on 14 goals? Yeah. Yeah, we've played 28. Like, I, you know, he he hasn't, that's not. He was injured for a period. I know. I'm just, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I think you're right. I don't think he gets to 20, but I think saying no chance is a very strong statement to make. Well, I, just because I think, the way you posed the question and the way Josh talked about it, I'm, I'm, I want to come out a bit more strong with my language <laughs> to kind of like just, you know, contextualize how I feel about this. No, I, I don't I don't think he does. The, the only reason I think there is a chance is much more than no chance because of some of the opponents we are playing before getting uh, in those six games. Like there are some opponents that are, as we saw with the, the list, like, like Loudon is not exactly a fantastic team. Detroit's not exactly a fantastic team. Now that's at Detroit, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But there are teams on this list where I feel like we could go on a tear, and in those opportunities, Dequa might be able to get multiple pass in one game. 
I don't think he's going to get all six, obviously, but like two or three, and then therefore making it a lot easier to get to that six number. Yeah, looking at uh, sort of the Hounds' remaining schedule here for the rest of the year, we only have six games left. Just looking at the month of September, we're back to having three games. Three out of the four are at home, so that's a nice turn. Starting this weekend, we have Loudon, and we also don't have any other midweek games. It's basically one game a week for the rest of the way out so that we have plenty of time to rest, plenty of time to game plan. We're past all of that. That's one of the big advantages that we have over somebody like Tampa, who does have two additional games that they need to make up in between here. But uh, so we have Loudon this week. We are away at Miami the following week. And then we're home for two games against New Mexico and Tulsa. And then we finish the season on the road at Tampa and at Detroit. We've already said how big that Tampa game is going to be. Detroit is the closest thing that we have to a rival at this point. Um, it's not really a rivalry if you're curb stomping the teams, but whatever, that's fine. Um, guys, I mean, sort of looking at this, I mentioned a little bit earlier about how to a certain extent, we sort of have our destiny in our own hands and that if we win out, then it, you know, we would be relying on Sacramento to win out to match our tally and we would need Tampa to win every other game except the game against us for them to beat us, which is less likely. What is looking at the schedule, looking at these teams? If I set the point total after six games at what? Um, the max amount of points we could get is, is 18. So if I put the points total at 12... Set the over under at 12 and a half. Kev, are you taking the over or the under at 12 and a half on six games? Dude, I got to do math. Um, yeah. Three, uh, that's like, that's that's more than four wins in yeah, six games. Four yeah. wins, a draw. Two losses. Yeah. I'm taking the under on that one. Um, You're taking the under? Yeah. Wow. I just, I look, I, I think, um, I think wow, we'll be favorite for all our home games. And I think it's, it's very possible that we get three wins in our in our three remaining home games. Um, I think the away game against Miami will be tough. The away game against Tampa will be very tough. Um, and uh, and Detroit, I, I still know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and it just goes back to the whole like kind of reversion to the mean kind of thing. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't think. If you, if you randomly select a six-game stretch for the Hounds, I don't know how often we're getting more than 12 and a half points. Oof. Josh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, that's a pretty tall order, I feel like, uh, to pretty much say we have to win five out of the six games, or at least win four out of the six and then draw a game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what you're saying there. Uh, so we have to get points out of all but one of these games. the rallies game is going to be tough. It's at Tampa. Mm -hmm. So that one right there is like what I'm not going to count on. Uh, Even though I do think we are better than the rowdies. I at home. Well, for the rowdies being at home, uh, let's say no points there. And then Miami, that's probably a pretty easy game. Not easy, but I don't know. I'm just looking through it. Like I do think it's possible, but it would be a huge achievement to get that many points. I think my concern. I don't know about you. It would be an achievement to get that many points. I think my concern is that if we consider ourselves the top team in the league, or we consider ourselves 
sort of the front run. Maybe we don't. We consider ourselves a front runner to win the playoffs and win the cup. If we're looking at these six games and saying that the best we can do is win four of them and not pick up points in the other ones, then I'm a little bit concerned. Like I'm, I'm not thinking that we're necessarily the best team, especially when, you know, Loudon is not a playoff team. Miami is not a playoff team. New Mexico is not a playoff team. At this point, Detroit is flirting with the line. Tulsa is flirting with the line and we know where the rowdies stand. So the fact that three of those games are at home, those games should all be easy wins. There's nine points right there. So then that means that between Miami, Tampa and Detroit, we'd have to pick up four points to get the over. And I feel like if we can't do that, then I, not that I'm worried. I know that there's a lot of variables and, and, you know, you play the game that you're that's in front of you. I get all of that, but you kind of have to go into these games expecting to win and playing like you expect to win. And if we don't, then maybe I am. I mean, we don't want to limp into the playoffs either. Like we don't want to win the first four and then go into Tampa and get a loss and go to Detroit and get a draw. Like that's not going to make me feel very good. So I just, I think it's like, even I agree with you, Mike, the likely outcome is the three home games is is three wins. I just, it's really hard to just be like, okay, well those are, that's nine points and we can just push that aside because it's sport, it's soccer, anything can happen. You know, you can get a red card in the first 10 minutes um, and something happens. Right. Um, So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's really hard. (laughs) I don't disagree. Yeah. I'm taking the over. I'll say I'll take over 12 and a half. Um, and like, I know it's a tall order, but that's be different. No, that's, that's what four wins and two draws. I think if we're, if we're losing any of these games outside of Tampa, then I'm like, Ooh, like what happened? I think Tampa is the only game that I would excuse a loss. And even at that, then I'm really worried because that's basically a six point swing for Tampa and our, our top of the East and our player shield is put in serious jeopardy. So yeah. That's what we think. Let us know what you think, guys. It all starts with Loudon on the weekend um, at home, back at Fort Highmark. So we got that going for us. That's great. Loudon has lost their last two. They lost three to one to Sacramento, and they lost two to one to Indy. The only former Hound on the team is Tommy Williamson, who I think is third on their team in goal scoring. Uh, and last time we played them was a one nothing win in May in Loudon. I think it was the end of May. Um, Score predictions. What do we think? Josh, what's this game going to be? 3-0 Hounds. Whoa! Okay. We have rest. We have a team that's not that great uh, coming into Highmark. And I feel like the team's going to be hungry. And yeah, this is a, the, this is a game where you, you have some fun. It, obviously, you have to be serious about it and get the points. But I feel like we can do that with this team. Kev. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I'll say 2 0. All right. That says 2 nothing win. I'm going to step it down one more. I'm going to say 1 nothing win. I I don't know why. I, I would love to see this team go off and Josh, like you said, get three goals. And, and in reality, I could see it being three goals. Um, for whatever reason, I, sort of having an extended break. The guys may not have their legs under them. I think you get the points. You're happy with it. You move on and you go from there. So 
I will probably change my mind whenever it actually <laughs> comes time to do picks at the end of the week. But uh, for right now, I'll say I'll be happy with a one nothing win. Get the points, move on, and go from there. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> That is what we think. Obviously, let us know what you think. Uh, we do have the Pick'em Challenge that is still ongoing, but obviously we're going to keep going throughout the playoffs. As long as the Hounds are playing, then we'll keep doing Pick'em. So, you know, right now we clinch the playoffs. So we have at least one more game beyond this. We have at least seven games. Hopefully we have many more than that. But um, it's still going. In terms of uh, who is leading, I just like to put this up here. I'm currently in the lead with 26 <laughs> points, but I can't win. So Michael Finn has 24 points. Lara Allen with 23, Keaton has 23, Kev, you have 21, Devin Pale has 19, and then with a whole bunch of 18s right beneath that. So nobody is officially out of the running with all of these games left to play. Make sure that you head over to Twitter or Threads or YouTube specifically is where we will put up the post and you can leave a comment with your score prediction. The person with the most points gets not one, but two free tickets to the supporter section for the Hounds in 2024. So a lot on the line there. Um, and currently Michael Finn is sitting in a decent spot, but Keaton and Devin are both nipping at his heels. Guys, anything else that uh, we should discuss on this one? Not that I can think of. No, I'm just excited to actually be back at a game. It's it's weird to say that after the Summer of Hounds where we had like a game like twice a week almost, it felt like in all of them at home. But uh, yeah, having that week off, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be back at Highmark. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have things balanced out a little bit more too. Like I, I don't like having like two games in hand or a lot of games in hand around the people around this. Yeah. I don't really like having unbalanced away home structures. It's nice that, you know, it's three games at home, three games away. You know, it's it feels a little bit easier to kind of wrap my head around about like kind of projecting outwards now. Agreed. So get down the high mark this weekend. Cheer on the house to take on Loudon. Hopefully I will be back next week because I really enjoyed just sort of BSing with you guys, even though there wasn't a game. We always end up finding something to talk about and going almost 60 minutes. So that's fun. Um, I think that's it. Wrap it up. Kev, you're, you're smiling. No, Mike. wrap it up. I, I want to see how you transition. I wanted to see how you uh, took us from this place to saying thanks everybody we'll talk to you i'll do what i can in thanks everybody we'll talk to you very very (laughs) soon cheers later